Good morning, early birds. My apologies on getting to the news to you a little late. Try to listen to my voice, though, in this late evening that we're together. Snuggle up in your favorite cuddle device and take a dip into an informative relaxation place. Two main stories today, one that may inspire you on how to spend your time, and the other, where you spend your time. The first study throws us in the shoes, or lack thereof, of this one particular 24-year-old girl named Sarah, living with major depression and anxiety since she was 17, but with symptoms that were resistant to treatment and made her feel like she was in a, quote, chemical fog, quote. After giving birth to her daughter, Sarah wanted to live a medication-free, healthy, symptom-free life. Is that so much to ask? Reducing her doses and beginning swims in about 15 degrees Celsius, which for us Fahrenheit folk is about 59 degrees. By doing this weekly for a few months, her quality of life diminishing symptoms lessened. Checking in about a year later, she's still medication-free and swimming weekly. One might be wondering, how the heck is it just cold water swims? How is there just cold water swims to this one case of alleviation of major major depression? Well, the scientific hypothesis is this. When the body initially takes a dip in the cold water, it responds with cold water shock, which can be super dangerous, mostly because the increased breathing and heart rate that come with it. But there's actually evidence of the anti-inflammatory and post-operative pain relief that comes from taking a dip on the wild, cold side. Likewise, swimming on cold water yields stress responses in the body, and... Um, these cold swims often can result in habituation, which may also equip the body with pretty much an anxiety coping toolkit that says, hey, I'm so used to being so physically stressed out. This common frequent type of stressor that I may be experiencing, such as road rage, test anxiety, damn, these lights are bright and it's stressing me out with this particular activity, things like that become more manageable. So one thing scientists wanted to note, though not enough data points to find anything super conclusive, but um, (laughs) I'd say we've got a good pool of results that we'd love to take a dive into once they're available. Next up, this is uh, just kind of another PSA with some scientific evidence. Public service announcement might, you know, be very logical to say, hey, I kind of want to stay out of this high smog area. But recently presented at the European Respiratory Society International Congress in Paris, it was found that sweetie particles were found in the placentas of five pregnant women out of a sample of five. It's anticipated that these women... um, who found the particles in the placenta would also have these particles being transmitted to the fetus, a solid no bueno situation. 
just kind of side notes about the women they were healthy and not smokers all of them and also had uncomplicated pregnancies but what we know about in general their their the tendency of pollution to impact the fetuses is that there has indeed been shown some adverse results and amongst them low birth weight and premature births well that's about my bedtime i'll catch you early birds some earlier time